Armed American Radio listeners, today's Armed American Radio's recorded version of the national radio broadcast, the Armed American Radio podcast, is being brought to you today and every day by North American Arms. Make sure to visit NorthAmericanArms.com for the finest mini revolvers on planet Earth. NorthAmericanArms.com. Enjoy the show. is Armed American Radio. If they want to take my guns, they're going to have to bring a station wagon and a whole lot of friends because I'm not giving them anything. From the Car Firearms Group Studio. On the Sig Sauer Platinum Microphone. Mark, we know they want to take our guns, and now we're going to make them eat it. Freedom might be an uphill battle sometimes, but freedom will always prevail. Proudly presented to you by X-Insurance. X-Insurance. Here is your host of Armed American Radio, the loudest conservative voice in America fighting for your rights, Mark Walters. 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 Uh, here we go, Armed American Radio's monster cast in the Car Firearms Group studios on this Sig Sauer powerful platinum microphone. All of it brought to you today and every day by the great X Insurance begins right now. We have got a lot to cover for you today. We're going to do our level best to get to every single bit of it as we try every week. I've got Alan Gottlieb with me for the first half of the hour. Before I go to Alan... I want to say that we're going to be covering some legal issues here, a couple court cases, well, three, actually, and I'm going to take you back to January 6th, and I want you to walk with me here. Some of this can be a little complicated. We're going to break it down for you as best as possible. I want you to understand this. So we're going to, I'm going to start now by going back to the bump stock case in January 6th. I'm going to move forward to a case, current case, and a ruling that came out. And then we're going to foreshadow and talk with Mr. Gottlieb about what this means going forward. All of this related to the ATF. Let me start by mentioning that Stephen Gutowski over at the Reload has done a remarkable job following this through and putting this in layman's terms for us. So I'm going to be really referring to the Reload here quite a bit as I open up this half hour of Armed American Radio. So let's go back to January 6th. The Fifth Circuit ruled in the bump stock case that the ATF usurped the powers of Congress. The Fifth Circuit ruled, and I'll read, as an initial matter, it purports to allow ATF rather than Congress to set forth the scope of criminal prohibitions. Indeed, the government would outlaw bump stocks by administrative fiat, even though the very same agency routinely interpreted the ban on machine guns as not applying to the type of bump stocks at issue here. Nor can we say that the statutory definition unambiguously supports the government's interpretation. Now, the majority further condemned, according to Stephen, the ATF's reasoning because it could be used to justify, quoting, declaring all semi-automatic firearms as machine guns. Keep that in your mind as we move forward in this discussion coming up with Mr. Gottlieb. Continuing with the decision, we reiterate that a shooter can bump fire an ordinary semi-automatic rifle even without a bump stock. But nobody, not even the government, contends that semi-automatic rifles are machine guns. That concession damns the government's position. Now, we're going to move forward now to just yesterday in the Vanderstock case. Let me just quote a little bit from this. Defense Distributed has shown 
that it is likely to suffer irreparable harm through unrecoverable lost revenues and potentially eventual total dissolution of its business if the court does not provide injunctive relief while litigation is ongoing. Ladies and gentlemen, this case refers to firearms parts and the ATF, again, rulemaking and usurping Congress. And then we're going to jump forward. I'm going to bring Mr. Gottlieb in to jump forward and kind of tie all of this together because the Second Amendment Foundation, as you can imagine, is neck deep in all of this fighting for your rights. We'll put this all together for you. Mr. Gottlieb, welcome to the show, my friend. A pleasure as always, sir. Thank you, Mark. It's always great to be with you and your very intelligent listeners. Thank you. All right, let's start. I went back to January 6th, and thank you, by the way. You are a fan favorite for a reason. I went back to January 6th for the bump stock rule, and I want to now move to the Vanderstock case, which applies to firearms parts, because the judge expanded the block on what Stephen calls Biden's ghost gun ban. Can you give us more information on that case? Second Amendment Foundation is involved in it. Please. Yeah, this is an interesting case. We weren't initially involved in the Vanderstock case, but the judge made a ruling that uh, the initial plaintiffs really may not be able to have standing to get a temporary restraining order or a preliminary injunction, but said that groups like the Second Amendment Foundation and the Defense Distributed uh, surely could in a footnote. So that sort of was an invitation to us to intervene. We moved to intervene. The judge accepted our intervention. We, we then moved for a preliminary injunction against the ATF and the Biden administration of being able to call frames and receivers, you know, actual firearms. And the judge just granted us our preliminary injunction. Uh, so this is strikes to the heart of what the whole Biden administration is trying to do by getting, you know, government agencies like the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, Firearms, Explosives to, quote unquote, be able to legislate, so to speak, without the approval of Congress or, for that matter, without the American Procedures Act uh, be, be, being implemented uh, and likewise violate our Second Amendment individual rights to own those fi- firearm parts for people like the bench distributed to make and sell them. And so this is a really big, great ruling because it's going to also impact maybe a half a dozen other suits that are in the courts by various Mm -hmm. other parties as well. And this is a giant, great victory this week. It is. And I want to read a portion of Judge O'Connor in the Vanderstock case. Ladies and gentlemen, when you hear what I'm about to read you, think back what I just read you from the January 6th. Different court. Different judge. Let me put it that way. Judge O'Connor, who is a George W. Bush appointee, said this in the Vanderstock case that we're talking about on the ATF regulating firearms parts. The government's likely ultra vires enforcement, ultra vires, Latin term, meaning essentially likely illegal or unconstitutional. The government's likely ultra vires enforcement efforts upset decades of ATF regulatory precedent against a public that has relied on that historic posture and the liberty interest of law-abiding citizens wishing to engage in historically lawful contact, dealing in now-regulated parts, which Defense Distributed shares, outweighs the government's competing interest in preventing prohibited persons from unlawfully possessing firearms. Alan, can you break that down for us, please? Because that right there is a very powerful statement from Judge O'Connor, especially as we move into the next phase of this discussion. And I'll tip that off for you now, listeners, will be the pending litigation in the pistol brace case. These all tie together. Alan, that's a powerful statement from Judge O'Connor, is it not? 
Oh, it surely is, and, and pretty much, it, I, I, I mean, it speaks for itself, to be honest about it, and it's very understandable. Um, and there's no doubt that the Biden administration has violated the Constitution, the American Procedures Act, and, and you know, usurped Congress in trying to pass their own r- rules and regulations and making it stick to the rest of us. And it's just not going to work. We're not going to let him get away with it. You know, he said the other day that come hell or high water, he's going to ban so-called assault weapons and put in other gun control, um, you know, en- enactments. Well, come hell or high water, we're going to go to court and knock them all out. Yeah, that that was a strong statement. And I again, I, I'm going to hold off yet before we go to the to the foreshadowing here. Let me go back to what Stephen Gutowski had to say in the reload. Very, very important stuff, ladies and gentlemen. Judge O'Connor ruled against Second Amendment Foundation's claim in the case, finding the gun rights group itself was not irreparably harmed by the ATF's rule because its members were still able to buy unfinished gun parts from two other companies, Tactical Machining and Blackhawk Manufacturing, that he previously granted injunctions for. Still, SAF founder Alan Gottlieb described the preliminary injunction as a huge victory. And Adam Kraut made the following statements when he said Judge O'Connor agrees that ATF's final rule expanded the agency's authority over parts that may be readily converted into frames or receivers, which surpasses the authority granted by Congress. And oh, that, and that was from you. And then coming from uh, Adam Kraut, even more compelling is that the judge agrees that ATF's rule unlawfully treats parts kits as firearms. It is refreshing to see rogue administrative agencies being reined in by the checks and balances of our system of government. And let me correct that. That is the full statement from Adam Kraut. Alan, would you care to expand on that before we go into some foreshadowing? We're getting ready to take a break, but we'll foreshadow going into pistol brace next based on what we just heard here. Yeah, well, Adam Crowder is our new executive director. He's been doing a really great job for the Second Amendment Foundation. Uh, and, of course, you said two companies, but it also includes Defense Distributed, which actually makes it three. So you didn't grant us the injunction for our members and supporters directly because they can still buy these things. <clears throat> but we're still part of the case, and we're still going to win on, overall on everything. And the um, you know administration has a preliminary injunction against enforcement of it. But just real quickly, back it up to your, your um, bump stock case. Bump stocks, by the way, now, because in the Fifth Circuit, are now actually being sold again in, in, in gun stores and places in Texas, Mississippi, and Louisiana. So right. uh, three states have cracked it. When we come back, I'm going to ask you a question on that, um, making a note of that now. Ladies and gentlemen, as we go to a break, I want to close out with a quote from Alan Gottlieb that I found absolutely fascinating, and I think you will too. This is not just a blow to ATF, who pushed a new definition of firearm at their peril. It is also a defeat for Giffords, who are the agents of this illegal attempt to expand the Gun Control Act through the APA process. Their lobbying and regulatory laundry has now spectacularly backfired, and I'm going to personally say them a card and a fruit basket. Alan Gottlieb, founder of the Second Amendment Foundation, will be back with me for one more segment. We're going to push this forward now to the pistol brace rule. Armed American Radio's Monster Cast continues in the Car Firearms Group studios on the Sig Sauer mic. Sig Sauer is the manufacturer of the game-changing P365 high-capacity micro-compact. This revolutionary new concealed carry pistol gives you more capacity, concealability, and capability. The award-winning Sig Sauer P365 redefines the category and has become the most desired handgun on the market today. Holding up to 17 plus 1 rounds, its ergonomic design makes it more shootable with a clean, crisp trigger pull you'd expect from Sig Sauer. The Sig P365, America's number one selling handgun for a reason. Visit SigSauer.com. 
It's well known that we live in a world where even good police officers can become targets for frivolous lawsuits. At X-Insurance, we provide liability insurance for police officers to eliminate your exposure and to protect you. We're the very best at what we do, and we've been doing it for more than 40 years. We offer same-day quotes and solutions, so call us today or have your insurance agent call us. But call today, and let's get that target off your back. For more information, visit xinsurance.com. That's xinsurance.com. The long-awaited six-hour P365 Chamberton 380 is finally here. The new softer shooting, easier handling micro-compact option for everyday carry. With an identical grip module and slide with a 9mm, it'll fit all existing P365 holsters. The P365 380 is the most durable 380 micro-compact pistol on the market. Standard with SIG-like night sights and an optic cut, plus two 10-round magazines and a mag loader. The P365 380 is the ultimate micro-compact carry pistol, and you can find details at sixhour.com for the new P365 380. Defender Coffee was created by patriots for patriots. It's coffee for Americans devoted to defending the Second Amendment. It's coffee for Americans who understand that if you don't fight for your freedom, you lose it. That's why Defender Coffee donates profits to gun rights organizations that fight to defend the Second Amendment. When you drink Defender Coffee, every single cup defends your right to keep and bear arms. Visit DefenderCoffee.com today and get free shipping when you join the coffee club. DefenderCoffee.com. The revolutionary Crossbreed Super Tuck holster is the most comfortable and concealable inside the waistband holster you'll ever wear. And nothing even comes close. Designed to completely conceal a firearm of any size and made to be worn with any attire from shorts and a t-shirt to a suit and a tie. Based on your personal carry style, the Super Tuck may be worn comfortably with or without your shirt tucked in. Find out why the Crossbreed Super Tuck is the most often imitated but never duplicated holster design in the world. Visit CrossbreedHolsters.com today. Protecting loved ones and neighbors is a high calling. Over the last few years, men and women of all walks of life have chosen to exercise their Second Amendment right as first-time gun owners. Through education and training, families and communities are empowered to protect themselves and those around them. Daniel Defense advocates for the individual's right to bear arms, which is why they manufacture 100% American-made, high-quality firearms backed with a lifetime warranty. To learn more, visit DanielDefense.com. The Second Amendment Foundation has grown into what many believe to be the most important gun rights organization in America. With hundreds of thousands of active members, it is the Second Amendment Foundation defending your rights in courtrooms across the nation. Winning these battles in local jurisdictions all the way to the Supreme Court requires tireless effort and help from you. Please help the Second Amendment Foundation defend your freedoms by joining or donating today at saf.org. Join us at saf.org. Thank you. The North American Arms 32 NAA Guardian Pistol, designed in partnership with Convoy Ammunition. The 32 NAA fires a cartridge based on the 380 case, but neck down to hold the smaller 32 bullet. The result is a remarkable gain of ballistic performance that produces more velocity, energy, and stopping power than any conventional 32 ACP, 380 ACP, or 380 ACP plus P. The 32 NAA from North American Arms. For more information, please visit NorthAmericanArms.com. That's NorthAmericanArms.com.
Daniel Defense advocates for the individual's right to bear arms, which is why they manufacture 100% American-made, high-quality firearms backed with a lifetime warranty. To learn more, visit DanielDefense.com. Welcome back to the show. Yeah, welcome back to the show indeed. Mark Walters and these Car Firearms Group Studios for you on this powerful six-hour microphone busting out on hundreds of radio stations around the nation today, live for you across the country, all of it brought to you by the great company X Insurance. We will talk more about our partners coming up throughout the program, and I want to make a correction here. The statement that I read from you was from the Defense Distributed site. Alan Gottlieb, welcome back. That was not your quote. That was from the blog posted in response to the ruling at Defense Distributed, but nonetheless... I could easily see that having come from you, and I hope they follow through and send that gift basket card and fruit over to Giffords on that. I thought that was quite interesting, and I appreciate the reload for putting that out there. Alan, um, let's tie this. Let's move forward now. Well, before we do that, did you want to put an exclamation point on anything before I take you forward now? No, take me forward because we've got a lot to cover. All right, let's go into the pistol brace ruling now. Alan, it would seem to me that this case, Vanderstock, and the bump stock combined together, knowing what the ATF is attempting to do with the rulemaking process, aren't these three things identical? Isn't this the same thing? Doesn't this foreshadow for us that the pistol brace rule is likely going to be struck down for the exact same reasoning? I believe so, Mark. That's what we fight, why we filed the suit, and it's moving in court right now. Um, I, I expect that ruling shortly. Of course, in all fairness here, we need to let your listeners know, obviously, the Biden administration is going to appeal all these rulings. Uh, the interesting thing is when we get the preliminary injunction ruling, so when they go to appeal those, it goes right to the appeals court, and we don't go to trial or anything. We're out of the, local, out of the district court. We move it on up, one step closer to the U.S. Supreme Court. All right. This is now a and you correct me if I'm wrong, but this now is a clear split in the circuits. Is it not? Doesn't doesn't this bode well for a potential Supreme Court grant of cert in something like this moving forward? Well, I'm not sure we have a split in the circuits because I'm not sure anybody ruled the other way yet. I can't remember a ruling. It wasn't in a case that we brought. So I'm not sure there really is a a circuit split yet. They may all be on our side. Um, But one way or the other, uh, you know, circuit splits, the Supreme Court tends to look at them more seriously because it's unsettled law in two parts of the country. Uh, On the other hand, that doesn't mean they take a case that, that doesn't have a circuit split. They do all the time. Okay. Uh, Now, uh, we're going to move forward now. I want to talk about uh, just two or three days ago from the SAF.org website. Ladies and gentlemen, you can follow all of this news that breaks from Second Amendment Foundation by joining us at SAF.org. You can visit the website and click on the news division or news part up on the top in the menu, and you can see these and the press releases that we refer to here and get on Mr. Gottlieb's mail list. I would highly recommend you do that. Headline here, plaintiffs file memo supporting summary judgment motion in Illinois transit case. You know, this doesn't have all the bells and whistles, Alan, of the bump stock ban or the pistol brace ruling, et cetera. But this is a this is a huge case because you have people in Illinois who use public transportation to get from point A to point B who are being denied their right to keep and bear arms in Illinois. The case is known as Schoenthal versus Raul. Can you tell us a little bit about this and what does it mean that the plaintiffs filed the memo supporting the summary judgment motion in this Illinois transit case? Some background on this, sir. Well, we filed a motion for, you know, summary judgment. 
and the uh, state, I mean, you know, Cook County, Illinois, uh, and the state of Illinois are opposing that. And this is our brief and response back on why this should be granted. So this case is moving rather quickly. It's sort of on a fast track right this minute. Uh, and that was our, our motion to, that the court, you know, should should listen to us and, and, and rule in our favor. In the interim, by the way, I'd just like to say that in, in, on public transport in Chicago, we just had a case where a gentleman had a firearm that he shouldn't have legally had it because it's not legal to do it. And he stopped, he stopped an, a criminal uh, on the train uh, from committing mayhem. Um, and so here's a case, again, where a good guy with a gun saved the day, except that he might be being prosecuted now for being for having the gun and stopping a criminal uh and of course this this case here would impact him greatly and so we're hoping at this juncture that he doesn't get charged in the interim and that the uh we get granted a summary judgment which would then get him off the hook to begin with and shows our lawsuits may save people's individual lives and, and protect people and their property in public transport well, you know, what's interesting about that, Alan, I, I hearken back to a case that I personally believe in just my opinion had a lot to do with Daly not seeking reelection and his decision to retire. And that was a, a very similar situation where you had an individual Korean war vet use his own lawful while well, unlawfully in, as far as Chicago law was concerned to defend himself against an armed intruder. And no charges were brought, even though he was in clear violation of Chicago and Cook County's no gun laws, which, of course, were overturned in in the McDonald v. Chicago case, which was a Second Amendment Foundation case. I, I would I would hope the same thing happens here, that we don't see a prosecution. But again, it is Cook County, it is Chicago, we never know. Uh, in the case of Illinois, the state will not be able to demonstrate that the carry ban on public transportation is consistent with the historical tradition of firearms regulation. We see this now permeating through judges' responses in various cases. This is the importance of the Bruin decision now as we look back in hindsight as these cases move forward. Is it not just how powerful as these cases continue to move forward is Bruin becoming? Well, let me phrase it this way because this has a direct impact. This would not have happened a decade ago, but in the last you know, few months, the Second Amendment Foundation has won preliminary injunctions or temporary restraining orders uh, that never could have could have won at that stage of litigation if it weren't for the Bruin decision. So we've got two two you know, restraining orders and preliminary injunctions against New York sensitive places laws. We've got one in New Jersey against them. We've got the Sullivan ban and magazine ban in uh, Illinois stopped the same way. We've got the uh, magazine ban and other uh, permits per- per- permit craziness in Oregon stopped the same way. We've got a number of, of uh, anti-gun laws in California temporarily stopped the same way. We just got the frame and receiver ruling against ATF done the same way. You know, uh, the bottom line is, is that when you can win these before you even fully, ha- fully have the ca- case in trial with the judge on preliminary injunctions and temporary restraining orders, it shows you how uh, important that Bruin decision is and shows you how the bar is now changed and how much higher it is for states and cities and the federal government to ban your gun rights. Alan, with the limited time that we have left, I'm going to ask a, a very broad question. 
so I, I understand if it's difficult to answer. But it seems to be a plethora of cases that now have the ability, in light of the Bruin decision, on various different topics. We're across the board here. We're talking public transportation. We're talking bump stocks. We're talking pistol bases. We're talking gun control laws that the that the left is throwing at residents in their states in New York, in Illinois, in Oregon, as you said. And Kevin Starrett, ladies and gentlemen, will be here to talk about it later. Alan, how many of these cases can possibly make it to the Supreme Court, or will we have one case that rolls it all together? We've got 30 seconds. Uh, maybe one case that rolls it all together, maybe two or three cases in total. You'd, they all don't need to get there. We're just loading up you know, our, our magazine with ammunition to make sure the Supreme Court you know, is able to take a case or more and, and make our rights a whole lot more permanent. How confident are you in future victories in the Supreme Court? I'm very confident. Alan Gottlieb, founder of the Second Amendment Foundation. Thank you, sir. Let me apologize now for never having enough time with you. We tried to get as much in as we could for you, ladies and gentlemen. You can help us by visiting saf.org, saf.org. It's 15 bucks a year. And get on the train with us. We're winning. We'll be back right after this with AWR Hawkins. The long-awaited six-hour P365 chambered in 380 is finally here. The new softer-shooting, easier-handling micro-compact option for everyday carry. With an identical grip module and slide with a 9mm, it'll fit all existing P365 holsters. The P365 380 is the most durable 380 micro-compact pistol on the market. Standard with SIG-like night sights and an optic cut, plus two 10-round magazines and a mag loader. The P365 380 is the ultimate micro-compact carry pistol, and you can find details at sixhour.com for the new P365 380. The North American Arms 32 NAA Guardian Pistol, designed in partnership with Convoy Ammunition. The 32 NAA fires a cartridge based on the 380 case, but neck down to hold the smaller 32 bullet. The result is a remarkable gain in ballistic performance that produces more velocity, energy, and stopping power than any conventional 32 ACP, 380 ACP, or 380 ACP plus P. The 32 NAA from North American Arms. For more information, please visit NorthAmericanArms.com. That's NorthAmericanArms.com. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, and I'm excited to announce my new product, My Slippers. They took me over two years to develop because I didn't want just an ordinary slipper. My Slippers are meant to be worn all day long, no matter what you're doing, whether you're inside or outside. My Slippers come with an exclusive three-tier cushioning system that you won't find in any other slipper. It combines two layers of foam, including my proprietary My Pillow foam and a patented impact gel made from U.S. soybeans. My three-tier cushioning system is going to help relieve pressure points, provide that micro support you need for all day comfort and help prevent fatigue. Not only that, my slippers are made with high quality leather and a premium indoor outdoor sole that make them extremely durable. I personally guarantee they're going to be the most comfortable slippers you'll ever own. Hey, it's Mark and you know Mike supports the right to keep and bear arms and we support Mike. Please visit MyPillow.com and click on the radio listener specials box and use promo code AAR for all of Mike's great discounts or call 800-978-9358 and remember use promo code AAR. It's the Bill of Rights, not the Bill of Needs. I'm Alan Gottlieb, founder of the Second Amendment Foundation. When someone says we don't need that kind of gun, remind them the Founding Fathers determined what rights our Constitution should protect. There's a world of difference between rights and needs. It is not the function of government to tell us what we need or what we don't. Certainly no one needs an assault rifle or a Saturday Night Special, or for that matter, no one needs a Corvette with a high-capacity horsepower engine capable of speeds to 150 miles per hour. But in the hands of honest, responsible individuals, we have the right of choice. We have the right to read books others don't like. We have the right to listen to any radio program we choose. 
We have the right to dress the way we want to. We also have the right to own firearms of our choice. So the next time someone tells you you don't need something, tell them it's the Bill of Rights, not the Bill of Needs. Join the Second Amendment Foundation today so that this message and our Bill of Rights might live. Call 425-454-7012. That's 425-454-7012. If you or someone you care about has been thinking about getting their permit to carry a firearm, there's never been a better time than now. Even if you've had your permit to carry for years, keep in mind that gun laws change regularly and not knowing the current laws can be catastrophic. Legal Heat is one of the nation's largest concealed carry training companies. If you're looking to obtain your carry permit for the first time, take a gun law refresher course or take a handgun 101 course, visit LegalHeat.com. They operate in every major city in the United States and will have a number of classes near you. Use promo code AAR to save on a class today. That's LegalHeat.com. Promo code AAR. Protecting loved ones and neighbors is a high calling. Over the last few years, men and women of all walks of life have chosen to exercise their Second Amendment right as first-time gun owners. Through education and training, families and communities are empowered to protect themselves and those around them. Daniel Defense advocates for the individual's right to bear arms, which is why they manufacture 100% American-made, high-quality firearms backed with a lifetime warranty. To learn more, visit DanielDefense.com. of Reason on KQAM, Wichita's Big Talker, and you're tuned into the Armed American Radio Network. Now let's get back to the man himself, Mark Walters. Ah, this microphone, this Sig Sauer microphone, I love this Sig Sauer Shore SM7B. It's busting out all over the country now on hundreds, hundreds of radio stations from the top markets in the nation all the way on down in all 50 states. Unbelievable. The Car Firearms Group studios are lit up for you. All of it brought to you by X-Insurance. If you are watching the high-definition video, you can thank Daniel Defense and Lead Slingers. Greg is going to tell you how to do that quickly before we go to AWR Hawkins. Greg, over in Dallas, Texas, how are you doing, my brother? I am doing pretty good on a Sunday, gun day. Thanks for sending us all that tornadic weather that sure. shut us down. And let me make a, a quick note to my affiliates around the country. I want to apologize for Friday, but we were victims of tornado alerts and warnings, yep. sirens. I was forced to flee the studio. We knew it was coming, and there's not a generator backup out there that would have worked for us when we lost all of our communications systems here because of that weather. So we were forced to run a couple backups for you, which was the uh, 21st of February with the great Lee Williams for both Hour 1 and Hour 2, and that was purely weather-related. And, well, we can blame Greg for that because it came out of his area. So, <laughs> Greg, would you tell people where they can watch the show right now, please, before we go to AWR. I will do. Just head on over to armedamericanradio.org. In that top right-hand corner, you're going to have three little hash marks. Just give those a click, and when that window opens up, select that Watch Live option. If you're doing something important, like driving, and you can't really watch, well, that's fine. We have a list. running from a tornado. There's that. Uh, we have that listen live option right there above it. So click that. When you do, you'll see two subsequent links pop open. One's going to be for the Monday through Friday daily defense program, and the other is for this broadcast right here, the Sunday MonsterCast. If you missed any of the episodes for both of these broadcasts, you can head over to the podcast link right above that and catch up on any episode you may have missed. Uh, and if you love the show and you want to support us and sport some merch out there, we'll head on down to our shop link and pick up something nice over there. And lastly, if you'd like to join our live chat, head on over to your app store, grab the Telegram messaging app, just create your profile and search for Armed American Radio Conversations. 
Boom. That's how it's done. Thank you, Greg, for enlightening our listeners and our viewers around the nation and around the world. By the way, we have uh, viewers and listeners all over the world. Remarkable to see. AWR Hawkins, Breitbart News. Welcome in, my friend. How are you, brother? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing great. I've got a couple things I want to talk Well, a lot that I want to talk with you about. And I know uh, we, we likely won't get to all of it. So I'll hit the biggest ones that I want to hit with you today. But Governor DeSantis, you reported two days ago says he'd like open carry added to the constitutional carry bill in Florida. And the Tourism Bureau down there is standing in that way. That would change, quote unquote, permitless carry in Florida to constitutional carry, true constitutional carry. Why is he saying that now? Does it have legs? What are your thoughts on that? Well, I mean, he said it now because he he was asked about it um by uh, the gun owners of America's uh, Florida director. Uh, I believe DeSantis was at a book signing at a books a million, and uh, the the GOA individual, Gun Owners of America, got close to him to talk to him and asked him while they were talking, uh, would you like to see or would you support open carry if it were added uh, to the constitutional carry bill. And he said, absolutely. But he also said, I don't think the legislation will do it. <laughs> but I would absolutely is what he said. And that's important, guys, because I, I think DeSantis felt safe in answering that question that way, AWR, because he knows the bill's going to move without it. He, it's plausible deniability. He can give gun rights supporters that statement at this stage of the game now that the legislation is moving through the process in Florida. And he has that plausible deniability that says, hey, I'd like to see it in there, but they're not going to do it. So like me, you're not holding out any hope there. But it is hopeful for future legislative sessions, correct? Yeah, you know. Yeah, uh, I, I get your response. I'm kind of with you on no, that, No, I mean, too, right? I think you're right, but <laughs> my thing is I think there, I think there's – just some uh, real deeply ingrained opposition to open carry in that state. And I don't know who all that's coming from. Uh, But at the same time, and I'm not making excuses for anybody, I'm quite happy that they look like they are are on the cusp of passing a permitless concealed carry. I know that's not the whole enchilada. That's not the best case scenario. But well, it is the best case scenario right now. But uh, so I think uh, it's one of those situations. I believe where when people used to ask Reagan how he accomplished so much when the Congress was run by Democrats, he said, you know, he learned to come in there and take forty percent this time, and double back for the other sixty, or take eighty this time, double back for the other twenty. And uh, I think that's what we—that's how we have to look at this. Well, you know, I'm glad you bring that up because you've got, like me, I'm that person that wants everything. I want it now. And as you know, because you watch the process unfold here and you know a lot of the key players here in the state of Georgia that were responsible in getting constitutional carry eventually moved, you know, it shaved about 15 years off my life before we finally saw that become reality. But I would never sit back and suggest, no, because I want all of it right now, I'm not willing to take what I'm willing to get or what we can get right now. You take that chunk right now in Florida. You take what DeSantis said, and you use that to push forward in the next legislative session. Let's move on now to Nebraska. Constitutional carry passed its first vote in the Nebraska legislature. So we've got now Florida looks to be a done deal. 
South Carolina. We'll talk with you about that briefly. But you wrote this on the third a couple of days ago. Constitutional carry passed his first vote in Nebraska legislature. Legislature. What are A.W.R. Hawkins thoughts at Breitbart on this thing becoming law in Nebraska, which would make state number 27 and then 28, regardless of order? When you look at Florida, South Carolina and Nebraska, how are you feeling about this one? Right. Well, I mean, Nebraska, uh, they've been pushing this there for quite some time. And I believe they may have finally enough change in their uh, in the makeup of their legislature that they may get this through. And the governor's already made clear if it gets to his desk, he's signing it. So, uh, you know, it's a good situation. Uh, you look at you look at between Nebraska and you already said South Carolina. South Carolina, that bill's now with the Senate. It passed the House, and uh, right. so I mean, it's it's absolutely amazing, you know, because if you if you were to listen to uh, say Shannon Watts talk, and and if you have to listen to her talk, God bless you, because that's a stuttering mess. But if you had to listen to her talk, you would you hear her talk about how gun control is this and that and all the inroads they're making and what and the whole time she's yapping west virginia is going campus carry becomes the 12th campus carry state you got three states that are racing each other to see which can be the 26th uh constitutional carry state of the union and as you say the other two may follow those to be 27 and 28 so people ask me all the time, they'll say, what's, what's some good news? What's, that's a lot of good news right there, folks. That's a lot of good news. Second Amendment is alive and well. Boy, you, you hit the nail on the head with that one. And when you couple that, ladies and gentlemen, with what you just heard from Alan Gottlieb in the first half hour of the show, we're winning. Now, you'd never know that if you pay attention to the media. But if you ever if you want to know, A.W.R., I'm not putting you on the spot. I'm not going to ask you to comment on this. But I just read a piece from the Palm Beach Post. They're going absolutely bonkers in haywire down there with constitutional carry. They're pulling out all the stops. How I mean, they're even invoking literally the OK Corral by name, literally invoking the OK Corral by name. So when you see that, ladies and gentlemen, that's how you know you're winning. That's how you know you're poking the bear there. Okay, Uh, and I'll ask you to comment on that because you laughed. Isn't that a sign that victory is at hand when they're going to those literally just degrading themselves to those depths? AWR 30 seconds. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's an it's an embarrassment. Uh, But the thing is, there's history. Well, look at the other 25 constitutional carry states. Did that happen? Did the OK Corral happen? No, sir. Not at all. They do the same thing with campus carry. Well, if you're so worried about campus carry, look at the other 11 states. Colorado's had it since 2003. Where's the big crime in Colorado by a campus carrier? You're not going to find it. So history is on our side. History is. History definitely is. And ladies and gentlemen, go back even farther to 1987. They said the same thing about the permit process, which has proven to be wildly successful. They're out of their minds. They're losing their marbles. We'll be back. One more segment with AWR. We're going to talk about the FBI. We'll be right back.
Protecting loved ones and neighbors is a high calling. Over the last few years, men and women of all walks of life have chosen to exercise their Second Amendment right as first-time gun owners. Through education and training, families and communities are empowered to protect themselves and those around them. Daniel Defense advocates for the individual's right to bear arms, which is why they manufacture 100% American-made, high-quality firearms backed with a lifetime warranty. To learn more, visit DanielDefense.com. As a gun owner, have you ever thought about the liability that would come with having to use your weapon in self-defense? Or the liability that would come with having one of your guns stolen or misused? Or perhaps you work in a profession like security or law enforcement that requires you to carry a gun. Regardless, it's well known that responsible gun owners and security professionals across the country have become targets of frivolous lawsuits. At X-Insurance, we provide custom firearm liability insurance to eliminate your exposure and to protect you from unscrupulous lawyers. And if lawsuits do arise, we aggressively fight them. We're the very best at what we do, and we've been doing it for more than 40 years. We offer same-day quotes and solutions, so call us today or have your insurance agent call us and we can work with them to fill any gaps in your existing policy. But call today, and let's get that target off your back. For more information, visit xinsurance.com. That's xinsurance.com. If you or someone you care about has been thinking about getting their permit to carry a firearm, there's never been a better time than now. Even if you've had your permit to carry for years, keep in mind that gun laws change regularly and not knowing the current laws can be catastrophic. Legal Heat is one of the nation's largest concealed carry training companies. If you're looking to obtain your carry permit for the first time, take a gun law refresher course or take a handgun 101 course, visit LegalHeat.com. They operate in every major city in the United States and will have a number of classes near you. Use promo code AAR to save on a class today. That's LegalHeat.com. Promo code AAR. Sig Sauer, the largest and most comprehensive firearm manufacturer in the world, also feeds your firearms. Sig Sauer manufactures the ultimate self-defense round, delivering exceptional on-target energy, maximum weight retention, and optimal expansion at all effective distances. Sig Sauer Elite Defense Ammunition is available in all popular calibers and features V-Crown jacketed hollow point projectiles for maximum expansion and weight retention. It's the ultimate defensive ammunition. For more information, visit SigSauer.com today. The long-awaited Sig Sauer P365 chambered in 380 is finally here. The new softer shooting, easier handling micro-compact option for everyday carry. With an identical grip module and slide with a 9mm, it'll fit all existing P365 holsters. The P365 380 is the most durable 380 micro-compact pistol on the market. Standard with Sig-like night sights and an optic cut, plus two 10-round magazines and a mag loader. The P365 380 is the ultimate micro-compact carry pistol, and you can find details at SigSauer.com for the new P365 380. At Armed American Radio, we depend on our partners to bring you this broadcast every day. And that's why we've partnered with Fort Worth Armory. Fort Worth Armory searches the world to bring you high-quality, dependable ammo at extremely competitive prices. Proudly partnering with quality importers and manufacturers from friendly nations to bring you reliable ammunition, Fort Worth Armory not only fills your ammo needs, they also help fill your prescription for freedom. Please support the businesses that support Armed American Radio. Visit FortWorthArmory.com today. Car, the 25th anniversary K9 and the venerable P9 in various configurations. Magnum Research, the classic Desert Eagle available in 50, 44, 357, and the new 429 DE calibers. The BFR, biggest, finest revolvers, and the Magnum Light. Auto Ordnance, the classics. Thompson, that's right, the Tommy Gun, the incredible M1 carbine, and the one and only classic 1911. Car Firearms, a family of brands standing for your family's freedom. 
Mike Gallagher wanting to let you know that the crew of the Desperado Sport Fish in Virginia Beach, Virginia, supports Armed American Radio and the Second Amendment, and I'm right there with them. Now back to Mark Walters. Ah, back indeed. Final segment of Hour One already. Good heavens, Greg. Get off the accelerator. We've got a lot to cover and not enough time. We never have enough time. And we still have two more hours left to go, and we're still not going to get there. Armed American Radio's Monster Cast, Car Firearms Group Studio, Six Sour, Mike on Fire for you. Brought to you by X Insurance. Please go out of your way to support all of our partners. I made a, another big purchase over at uh, My Pillow on Saturday and picked up uh, four more of those cooling pillows, the new MyPillow 2.0. So I'm looking forward to getting those delivered. You can do the same thing. Use the same promo code I use. That's AAR. Visit all of our partners. You can find them all, every single one of them, at armedamericanradio.com and Armed American News. And remember that all of this is brought to you every single minute of every single day by the great X Insurance. More about that coming up in the broadcast. AWR Hawkins, welcome back, my friend. Let's take you now to the FBI. I'm looking forward to this conversation with you because you wrote today, FBI gun seizure orders hit record level in recent years. Now, when you hear that headline and you're trained like I am and like many of our listeners around the country are, that these are weaponized agencies, the first thought that goes through my head was this can't be good. And it was coming from originally from the USA Today, I believe, was the first outlet to put this out there. But you always put things in perspective for us. So let me just read your, your headline here in your subhead. The headline of this is FBI gun seizure orders hit record level in recent years. USA Today reported FBI data showing gun seizure orders surged during the years 2020 and 2021 to their highest level since the adoption of the National Instant Criminal Background Check System in 1998. Now, you and I both know, and I'm sure listeners know, that that's likely not a good thing, except I've been saying for years, AWR, start enforcing the background check laws that you have in place. Why do you tell us so-and-so got by, so-and-so got by, but they don't prosecute? Is this a bad thing that they're now going after? Explain what the FBI is doing here, and let's put this in context for people who might just want to read the headline. Right. Well, I mean, what they're doing is after uh, a buyer takes possession of a firearm, uh, they're they're continuing to do some reviewing or doing whatever, and they find uh, a reason that they don't believe that individual should not have been allowed to have that firearm. So then they send a notice to the ATF, and the ATF goes and takes that firearm away. And uh, I think it was 6,300 in uh, 2020 and 5,200 in 2021. I may be off on one of those figures, but I think I'm pretty No, you're, you're spot on. Those are, those are right. That's 6,300 in 2020 and 5,200 in 2021. You're yeah. spot on. So it, it's, a, it's a scary thing. It's a scary thing. The way the, way the uh, National Instant uh, Criminal Background Check System is set up is the the onus is on the government to prove why this individual shouldn't get a gun. They got, the individual's not proven why he should. That's not how it's set up. They do a background check. There's either an immediate yes, he can purchase, or no, he's denied. Uh, or, third option, uh, FBI says we need to review records a little longer, and they get up to three business days to do that review. At the end of those three business days, they haven't found anything to keep him from getting a gun. He gets the gun. Right. And 
But the thing is, then the others keep digging a little bit, and maybe six days later they find something, and so they take his gun away. And that's what this is all about. So what this, you know, you can look at this and go, well, but it was only 5,200, there was only 6,300, blah, blah, blah. But the problem with this, in my opinion, is this is the FBI going beyond that three days. They're going mm-hmm. beyond that three-day period. That's what. That's the time they get. That's it. But they're going beyond that. Uh, they would have to be, Mark, in order for this to be carried out the way it's being carried out. And that's dangerous. Yeah, and the question that comes to my mind, knowing how the operation works now and knowing that these two agencies have been weaponized, is is that intentional? Are they going past it? That's called a conditional denial, by the way, ladies and gentlemen, what AWR just mentioned. And it it then becomes and it it gets a little complicated because it then becomes up to the dealer if they want to sell the gun or not, et cetera. Some of those sales don't go through. Some people walk away after the three days out then they move on. In most cases, those people pick the firearm up after that three days. So my question is, knowing that these agencies are now weaponized, particularly when you combine FBI and ATF together, is this intentional as a way to push for a longer waiting period and make that three day, seven days or 10 business days or even longer. In many cases, the Democrats have mentioned that they want 30 days. 30 business days is outside the scope of 30 days, which is the next form and what it's supposed to allow, which means a second background check form would have to be filled out. So it gets very convoluted and complicated. Is that one of your fears as well? That is my fear on this, that this is being done intentionally, because on the surface, you would say, well, if they didn't catch the felony or maybe it was a different name. okay, what's wrong with that? Right. Start enforcing it. Why are you not enforcing it? For years, we've been asking that question. Now the FBI comes out and says, well, we're enforcing it. Now you're giving us crap about it. Yeah. Enforce it in the in the time frame that you have. Right. Right. Yeah. No, there are too many things here. Too many too many things here that are troublesome, but you're right. That That's the key issue to me. The, the, the Nick's background check system is very clear, as you say. Uh, you know, with that three days, they have three days, three business right. days. Now, now, if it's a Thursday and you're trying to buy it, well, guess what? Three business days won't end until Monday or Tuesday of the following week. So it's going to play in real life as five days. But... They have that time allotted. That's how it's designed. But after that, it's over. After that, it's over. You got to move well, on. You don't, you don't, AWR, you know? let's be realistic. It, it takes a split second. If you get pulled over on a traffic stop, they've already run you through the FBI background check before a cop even pulls you over. This is instant stuff. Now, in many cases, we find, and ladies and gentlemen, we're going to talk with Dr. Lott about this, too, because we now know that it, maybe it's a name that's similar, et cetera. It should not take more than 24 hours, or for that matter, it should be instantaneous. Why the delay? And then finally, it's almost as if, AWR, they're intentionally allowing certain things to walk so they can use it against legitimate law-abiding gun owners in a push for more gun control. And in a weaponized environment, I put nothing past these people. Do you? Well, I'll tell you... They're putting themselves in a bad spot because it is already a time where people, excuse me, don't trust the ATF. They believe the ATF is making exactly. law, scurrying Congress to make their own laws and 
you had the Fifth Circuit say as much. I'm not. I'm not making this up. Anybody wants to read the uh, read the uh, bump stock decision by the Fifth Circuit. So uh, even the Fifth Circuit says that. So you know, it's not a good time for overreach because it makes it look like all of them are out of control, and uh, that's the impression I believe this gives people. I, I don't disagree with you at all. And then that begs a bigger, even a bigger question. Uh, really, the ATF's got to get involved? You can't do this? I, the whole thing's a mess, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Trust but verify, right? I don't believe anything coming from these people at this stage of the game. AWR Hawkins, thank you, man, for everything that you do at Breitbart News. We'll be broadcasting with you out west in just a few days. Looking forward to that. Armed American Radio's MonsterCast here in the Car Firearms Group studios on the six-hour microphone. All of it brought to you by X-Insurance. We'll continue at six minutes after the hour. Dr. John Lott will be here. We'll talk with him about that, the background check system, and some other issues with Dr. Lott from CrimeResearch.org and Kevin Starrett, the head of Oregon Firearms Federation. That battle is brewing like crazy out there. We'll get caught up with Kevin in the next hour as well. Armed American Radio's MonsterCast continues at six minutes after the hour. Don't turn the dial. Enjoy your break. We'll see you on the flip side. Just filled your prescription for freedom with Mark Walters, presented by X Insurance. X Insurance on the Armed American Radio Network. It's the Bill of Rights, not the Bill of Needs. I'm Alan Gottlieb, founder of the Second Amendment Foundation. When someone says, we don't need that kind of gun, remind them the Founding Fathers determined what rights our Constitution should protect. There's a world of difference between rights and needs. It is not the function of government to tell us what we need or what we don't. Certainly no one needs an assault rifle or a Saturday Night Special, or for that matter, no one needs a Corvette with a high-capacity horsepower engine capable of speeds to 150 miles per hour. But in the hands of honest, responsible individuals, we have the right of choice. We have the right to read books others don't like. We have the right to listen to any radio program we choose. We have the right to dress the way we want to. We also have the right to own firearms of our choice. So the next time someone tells you, you don't need something, tell them. It's the Bill of Rights, not the Bill of Needs. Join the Second Amendment Foundation today so that this message and our Bill of Rights might live. Call 425-454-7012. That's 425-454-7012. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, and I'm excited to announce my new product, My Slippers. They took me over two years to develop because I didn't want just an ordinary slipper. My Slippers are meant to be worn all day long, no matter what you're doing, whether you're inside or outside. My Slippers come with an exclusive three-tier cushioning system that you won't find in any other slipper. It combines two layers of foam, including my proprietary My Pillow foam and a patented impact shell made from U.S. soybeans. My three-tier cushioning system is going to help relieve pressure points, provide that my support you need for all-day comfort and help prevent fatigue. Not only that, my slippers are made with high-quality leather and a premium indoor-outdoor sole that make them extremely durable. I personally guarantee they're going to be the most comfortable slippers you'll ever own. Hey, it's Mark, and you know Mike supports the right to keep and bear arms, and we support Mike. Please visit MyPillow.com and click on the Radio Listener Specials box and use promo code AAR for all of Mike's great discounts. Or call 800-978-9358, and remember, use promo code AAR. 